Welcome to Connected, a Christian podcast for young people in Gloucestershire and beyond. Welcome to Connected and um, a conversation with, well, somebody that we know. So this week I'm chatting to Vicky, who, if you listen to the pod, you will have heard on uh, some of our pod conversations. Um, this is our last conversation with Vicky because she's leaving us as a youth connector to go and do something completely different. So I thought it'd be great to hear from her about what she's up to. So Vicky, what are you doing now? I know. Can I believe? So sad. Final time. Um, yeah, so I am pulled away from this Youth Connector role to start ordination training, which basically means training to become a vicar in the Church of England. Crazy, I know. But that is what I'm doing, and it's going to take me three whole years of studying and writing so many essays. Um, that will be good for me, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I'm off to start that and uh, see what happens. So I thought it'd be really interesting to spend a bit of time with you talking about what that means in terms of being why you feel like you want to be a vicar um, and think about this idea of calling, which we hear quite a lot in churches about, you know, I'm called to do something. It's my calling to do this thing. Um, um, so was there a sense for you in a moment where you felt actually I think God is saying I want you to be a vicar or was it a bit different mm. from that yeah I would say it was different I didn't have that like big dream or epiphany moment where the light came on and God was like you will be a vicar now but it was a slow burner basically I married to a guy who who is a vicar um and as he was training, um, I began to be like, what is this all about? And question it and ask questions and ask people around me, oh, do you think actually this is something that that you could see me doing? And lots of people were like, oh, even without me asking, we're like, we could really see you um, working for the church in this way. Um, so it took me three or four years of kind of praying about it, asking people I trusted to pray about it and um, slowly got that sense of, yeah, this was the thing to do. And for me, rather than the the big light moment, it was that sense of peace I had um, at the end of the day where I was like, oh, this feels like the right thing. Once you got into that position, you felt like that. Do you just go right? I want to be a vicar now, and then you start the training and everything, or did you have to go through, you know, I don't know, an application or interviews or anything like that to get there? Right. Yeah, I wish it was was quite <laughs> straightforward, but 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 it's not the easiest process. So basically, in the Church of England, if you feel feel called um, to work in various roles in the church. You go and talk to some people, um, often called DDOs, which is short for something that yeah. I should know. 
diocesan director of Ordinands, I think is what it's called. That's the one, mind blank. And they ask you a whole bunch of questions and and ask you questions about your journey and your faith and and all sorts of things. And then at various points, you have to fill in quite long forms about all that. Um, and then when they feel that you're ready, you have to go to a panel called a BAP. Not a sausage BAP, unfortunately, or a bacon BAP. But a BAP also means something that, again, I should know. Bishop Advisory Panel. Yeah, well done. Yes. Well remembered. <laughs> um, where basically um, you spend a bunch of time um, being interviewed by different people um, about your calling, about um, where you think you're going, about your theology and your faith. And then you have to wait a little while, maybe like a week or so, um, to get a phone call to say, yep, you're in or not yet. Um, we think you're better off going to explore this for a bit, but come back. So for me, it took three years wow. of that. Um, sometimes it's quicker, sometimes it's slower. Um, that was a bit of my choice. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunately not not a quick fix. <laughs> I mean, you've spent time working in and around churches over the years. So you've worked for a couple of different churches and you've worked for a deanery and obviously as a youth connector, you've worked for the church. So you kind of know that there's other stuff you can do in church and you've seen what a church life is about. And like you say, your husband is a, a vicar as well. So you've seen him. So what is it about that role of being a vicar that, stands out to you as being the right thing for you do you think I wish I knew this answer <laughs> people ask this and I'm like oh, I don't have anything pithy <laughs> but one thing that that really triggered it for me is Bishop Robert who people might know um said something in a service once to do with communion so Eucharist the breaking of the bread where he was talking about uh people coming as broken people in a broken world mm. um, and kneeling before the cross to be restored and healed. Um, that just kind of summarised for me why I want to be in this role. I just want to serve the broken world and to share the hope that is Jesus with them um, and for me, I mean, you could do that in all sorts of ways. You don't, mm. you don't have to become a, a vicar and wear a funny collar to do that. Yeah. Um, but for me, that felt like the direction to go in. Um, and it took slightly longer, actually, because um, churches I'd been in before, I'd actually never seen a woman vicar. Right, okay. And so I was like, I'm sure I knew women were vicars, but I'd never seen it and it wasn't something that was talked about. Yeah. And so, again, that took me a little bit of time to unpack, oh, wait, it could be me called yeah. to that role. Um, so, yeah. That's really interesting. Someone was saying to me the other day that um, in their church and in their context, it's all women vicars. And obviously, Bishop Rachel's a woman. And that this person's grandson, who was quite small, had said, can a man be a vicar? Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was really interesting to see how far we've moved on from yeah. the, when women first got ordained. So 
but there's that thing isn't there about you know you can't you can't be it unless you can see it and we saw that mm-hmm. over the summer with like the euros the fact that you know girls and young women were seeing women performing in elite sports and winning stuff and that inspires them to go on and then take up sports themselves and so it's a little bit like that with you that until you see a woman in that role you don't necessarily aspire to being like it so yeah. i think for us as church in church leadership particularly in clergy to have a real variety of people whether that's around uh age or uh, gender or sexuality or race or whatever it's important to recognize that actually this is something that's open to everybody yeah totally and i think we have a lot a lot to learn in that i was actually just talking to someone recently who works in in the theology training he was like i'm working nationally with people to make sure that training doesn't just become forming everyone into a middle class vicar mm, and i was yeah. like that's so important because because everyone has their history and their story and who they are and it's not up to the church to decide they need to change that like that's god's that's god who's created them yeah and i absolutely love that and i think it's easy to fall into that trap of oh in order to train you have to go and study three years and get a degree and and then you can move on to the next part Mm. but actually there's so much more to training to become a vicar or whatever it is than than what grade you get at the end of the day yeah um and I was like that's so that's so so true and he was and this guy I was chatting with he was like some people love the idea of a states ministry but actually they're hipsters and they've never lived in the states and they think the way to it is is barista coffee and cool instagram yeah but that's not what what that that context needs yeah they need someone who's lived in that setting before to go in there and be like get just fall into into it and i was like that's so so true like we need everyone yeah yeah to serve the church in whatever way it is yeah definitely Um, so have you got an idea of the sort of ministry that you want to go on to once you're finished or as part of this three years of training working that out for you as you go yeah, it's definitely a figuring out as we go. Obviously, we've got the fun added that my husband's also a vicar. So mm. uh, so how that looks as two vicars um, is an interesting question. Um, and also we've got a young family, so that's that's another thing. But I've always been interested in chaplaincy work. Yeah. So whether that's schools or universities or something, so that could be a route. Um but also I do love a parish church. So what's the training look like? Um, are you like a college or university or stuff? Um, you, how long have you kind of got to train for? What's the sort of process of getting from where you are now to being a fully fledged vicar? So training for me looks like being at theology college four days a week um, and having lectures, having services and other other things to learn about uh, how to become a vicar at the end of the day Um, and I am here for three years so 
I then get ordained. So I then got to wear a dog collar um, in, oh gosh, in 2025, I guess. Um, so yeah, three years of studying, um, which I'm working towards um, a BA in theology. So that's exciting and lots of essays to start to write. Um, and then once I leave here, you then go on and become basically an apprentice vicar. Um, so then you go uh, to a church for three to four years where you basically learn more of how to be um, a priest. Um, you learn from the vicar, the church leader in that church and all the things that go on and you get involved in in the whole life of the church. Um, and then after that time, you are you are let loose to apply for jobs um, anywhere in the country. In fact, anywhere in the world that has Anglican church churches or Anglican roles to be um, either to be maybe a, a vicar in a church or a benefice or a parish or maybe to do chaplaincy. There's all sorts of things that are actually being ordained can lead to. It doesn't have to be. Um, being a vicar in a church so that is what my next what six six to seven years looks like um, which is exciting Um, but I would say to anyone who wants to find out more what it means to uh, become ordained definitely talk to your church leader about it or a good friend of yours Um, and they then might put you in touch with that DDO person we were talking about um, or other people for you to have conversations about what it is you're thinking and what that might look like. Um, Because although I have gone to start training for ordination, so to become a vicar, there are lots of different uh, forms of training. So there's other people here who are Um, staying lay so that means they're not going to become ordained at the end but might become a reader um, in the church or um, do other roles in the church that doesn't mean that you have to wear a collar so as I say lots of things you can get involved with in the church if you think oh church work is for me but you're not sure what it is then definitely talk to people in your church about what that might look like. And then there are lots of really helpful people around, books to read um, and things to do to help narrow down what that might look like. Um, always feel free to uh, to comment on the pod if you have thoughts about what that looks like for you. And um, I'm sure we can work about getting in touch with, with people as well. So uh, it's been really lovely to talk to Barry. Um, He's a good lad and um, yeah, I've loved my role as Youth Connection and excited to see what God is going to do in this next chapter. Thank you so much for your time today and thank you for all that you've done as Youth Connect for us. Um, We've really loved having you with us um, and we just want to wish you all the best for uh, this next amazing season of your life. Uh, Really pray that um, it fulfills everything that you want it to Thank you so much for um, hearing your calling and for sharing uh, with us a little bit about what that means for you to be called. Um, yeah, and as Vicky said, if you want to get in contact, then follow us on our Instagram at Connect Youth. 
uh, drop us a DM if you want to chat about anything to do with what Vicky's been talking about or anything else. If you've got any suggestions for future pods, um, then we'd love to hear from you. Bye. Bye. So that's it from Connective. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. Hope you've enjoyed listening to our conversations. Do listen out for the next episode and keep connected with us through our Instagram at Connect Youth. We'll see you soon.